Unlimited Influence Podcast, Episode 1. Are you ready to give your personal brand a boost and take your business to a whole new level? Go to theaccelerantgroup.com and download your free copy of the Brand Builder Formula. Welcome to the Unlimited Influence Podcast, where I chat to everyday people who've stepped up to inspire others to be the best they can be. Get ready as they inspire you to unleash your unlimited influence. Hey everyone, Samantha Riley here and I'm super excited to be welcoming today's featured guest, Clint Salter. By age 28, Clint had created, built and sold three businesses. His first business was a small studio with just 30 students and within five years it was operating six days a week with a total enrollment of a few hundred students and classes running at capacity. Fast forward to 2014 and Clint decided he wanted to share with dance studio owners the knowledge he'd accumulated. He wanted to help studio owners learn how to design their lives and create a thriving, profitable studio that allowed them to spend more time working on rather than in the business, something that is accomplished by creating a rock-solid automated business model as well as running a year-long student attraction and retention strategy. Clint is the founder of the Dance Studio Owners Association and Studio Success Formula, the business school for dance studio owners, where he offers mentoring and online training programs to help studio owners turn their passion for dance into a profitable business that makes a big difference in the lives of their families. So that's a super brief intro, Clint, and I'd love you to pull back the curtain a little um, and give our listeners a little sneak peek into who you are and what makes you tick. Hey, Sam. Really great to be here. Thanks for having me. I mean, you summed it up pretty, pretty perfectly. My life has been all about dance from a very young age, since I was nine. Some friends at school dragged me away from choir and said, come to dance group. My mum was like, no, go to football. Uh, and it, yeah, you know, that at the beginning, she was very happy I, I did dance later on. But at the beginning, she's like, really choir and now dance. And you know, I was a, pretty much a target for bullying at, at school, not being the typical guy that did the, the normal sports, but I loved it. You know, I come from a very musical family and started my dance studio at a very young age at 16 when uh, the studio I was at was being sold and had a lot of parents come to me and say, will you open a studio? And at 16, you don't know any better and you just go, yeah, okay, cool. I can do this. And so a friend and I started our studio together, like you mentioned, in a little community hall with 30 students, no bars, no mirrors, um, tiled flooring, which was is horrible oh, today. Wow. Um, but we didn't stay there very long. We, we grew the studio. We moved into our own space. And that's probably where I got my first taste of running my own business and, and having that freedom. And you acknowledge it differently. Back then, I was just having fun and getting some cash money every week. And that was, you know, that was really great. I could go and buy things and, you know, take my mum out for dinner. And then, look, it just went from there, from having the dance studio to working as an agent at the Harry M. Miller Group, managing TV and uh, media personalities to Dance Life, which was an online resource magazine for dancers and performers and a big dance competition that is still running today under um, the ownership of Chris Duncan, and then on Jersey Boys as the touring manager for that show, and where I am today, which is helping dance studio owners around the globe have a life, but also create a business that is profitable, that doesn't consume every waking hour, that allows them to impact the lives of more people in their community. Because 
that's what dance studio owners do. They start their business because they love dance and they love teaching, but they haven't kind of, they need to fill in the gap around how to run a business and create those systems that allow them that freedom. Absolutely. Like my background also is being a dance studio owner. And, and, you know, as you say that, I'm like, wow, where were you when I was running my dance studio right back at the beginning? Because, you know, they're really, really big problems in that industry. But you did mention that you started your business at 16. What, you know, that's a super young age. What are some of the challenges that you came across at, at that age that you, that may have been different if you were a little bit older? You know, I don't know if I would have labelled them as as challenges at 16 because at 16, you know, I didn't have a huge amount of fear. There wasn't a lot on the line. I always think of, you know, what's the worst case situation and I was already living at home, you know, with my mum. I mean, if it didn't work out, I would have kept going to school and kept living with my mum at home. And so I think it was actually, you know, starting the studio at such a young age was so wonderful for me in terms of learning how to run a business, how to deal with, you know, parents and office staff and teachers. As we grew, I had to be a leader uh, and I was like, you know, 18 at that point, two years into it where we kind of really beefed up the support and the systems in the business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess the hardest thing though was dealing with a partner. I was in, in partnership with a great girl, Kelly Lee, and we're friends, you know, we're friends now and you know, during those first few years, we had very different ideas of what the studio should look like and be. Mm. And so being in partnership when you're both very creative, you're both doing the same roles, it's it's challenging. That would probably be the biggest challenge that I faced in those early years of that business. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So both, ha- having two very creative business partners working together how did how did you navigate that and get to the point where you could keep the business moving forward and and so that you didn't have that point where you were just you know I guess you know butting heads both trying to go in different directions I mean the biggest and it's advice I give now when people come to me and we've got members in partnerships and sometimes it's husband and wife partnerships sometimes it's you know sister partnerships friend partnerships within their studio. So it's, it's really interesting. I think the key is communication. Mm. And one thing that I learned from that business was you're going to upset people in life, right? No, no matter, you know, what you do, people are going to be upset by the decisions that you make. And as long as you, you know, true to what you believe in and what you want to go for, and you've got the clarity around your goals, well, then you need to communicate and articulate that to your business partner. And so, I communicated a lot. I do in all of my relationships in my life and I'm. Uh, some people would say I'm, I'm very direct but I think it's important. Otherwise, we build up all of these kind of feelings inside and we make bigger stories around issues than what they should be and finally they'll do one little thing and you'll just explode and lose it. Yeah. And so that's one of the things I learned early on was to communicate and even though – you know, even though it's going to hurt, it might hurt them what you need to say in that moment, better to do it then and move forward and have a clear path to move forward and continue growing the business than than not. I mean, you know, people often say, you know, would you go into a partnership again? I absolutely uh, wouldn't in, in terms of, you know, allowing someone to buy into our current business. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could go into a partnership in an existing business if I was going to invest money and take some equity of an existing business, uh-huh. but not in, not in my core business. So 
people have done it and do it really successfully in all different spheres. I've seen it in the studio sphere, but you've got to be complementary. You can't be the same. You know, yeah. you can't have you can't have both of you loving dance teaching and both of you hating admin and finances. The ones that I find work really well, and you can apply this to any business, is you know, someone is, you know, visionary, you know, creating the vision, creating the ideas, and someone is on the operational level mm. executing the ideas. And I've seen those partnerships work really well. Yeah. I think that that is absolute gold, that balance, because when, when, a, when a business is out of balance, it just, it can't move forward at the same, at the same pace. It's like, you know, you're having a, a hole in your tire, you know, you just can't move forward as fast. But also, you know, what I was hearing was that communication and, and you mentioned that you were direct, but knowing you and, you know, we've had some great conversations, whilst you are direct, it's not the, your version of direct isn't in a like a rude way or a condescending oh, no, no, way. No, no. Um, no. And I just wanted to pick that up because, you know, there might be people on the, you know, listening in that don't, that don't understand what you mean by direct, but it's, mm-hmm. a, it's about having that tough conversation, but doing it in from a, you know, coming from a place of heart, which you do. But, you know, being brave enough to stand up and have that conversation and being the leader and taking that ship where it needs to go. Yeah, you know, exactly. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, direct doesn't mean, you know, being an asshole and being horrible. No. It just means, you know, being truthful and don't don't try and, you know, sugarcoat and fluff your way around things. You know, I, I say to my team all the time, you know, when they start with me, I, you know, and in our job description, I think we have a line that says, you know, don't, we don't want you like rolling up in the corner and crying for hours if we give you some feedback. Oh, you know, I love it. That's gold. <laughs> because, you know, we, we need to get on with the job, you know, and if something's not good enough, you know, we, no one, and, and my team say it to me as well. We should have no problem in saying, hey there, I've just noticed that. And, you know, that's, that's not up to our standard because of X, Y, Z or you know, why did you do it this way? I thought we discussed this. Or, and, and so I think in the workplace, if we're talking about team, you have to have that transparency and that honesty with your team and also that no one feels offended. Yes. Right? So you have to have the conversation up front. By the way, this is how we operate, you know, and, and there's a fine line there. You know, sometimes I feel like, you know, being a leader, I'm, I'm learning a lot as I grow my team as well. And sometimes I might kind of relook on a conversation and say, you know what, I shouldn't have said that or I could have handled that better. But again, that's all learning. So then next time, you know, I, I am kind of better at having that conversation. But I think your business can't operate and can't be successful and can't move forward if you're too afraid to have those conversations. Yeah. So, so wrapping that up, it's about truthful communication. Yeah, totally. Perfect. So the message that I'm wanting to share with with the world is that we all have greatness within us and, you know, by greatness I mean a unique mix of skills, knowledge and passion that's, you know, unique to us. So how did you get to the point where you are now, where you were brave enough to, you know, really make a stand, put yourself out there, say this is what I believe and serve your community? A lot of trial and error. <laughs> you know, to, 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 to be honest with you, I mean, uh, you know, there's no straight line to success. We've all seen those photos, you know, on Facebooks where it's got, you know, on Facebook where it's got like the entrepreneur's journey is like this crazy maze that goes, you know, up and down and you can literally feel a hundred emotions in a day. You can have a win, you can have a loss, you know, you can be excited one moment, you can be on the bed crying the next. I mean, it's really, you know, having the, the persistence 
and the resilience and building that momentum that gets you to a point of success, whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. And I've done a lot of, I've lost, you know, money. I, you know, thought it would be a great idea, you know, when I was running Dance Life and we introduced Dance Life Unite, which was our dance competition. You know, we made some good profit that um, first year and I decided that it would be a great idea to start put together a boy band, you know, a boy band that went and performed at corporates. And I'd never had any experience in that space, um, but I cast these boys, we rehearsed them, we produced the music. I spent a lot of money on this project and then we started offering them out to different corporate events and cruise ships and that type of thing. And they were getting some bookings. But what I did bank on is that not all boys would always be available at the same time. <laughs> you know, so I had these four guys, I had one swing, five guys, and we got this great contract to kind of travel around Asia for a couple of weeks over the new year to perform and and two of them couldn't do it. Oh no! And uh, which was devastating. And so that that concept kind of died because I hadn't really thought about it, and hadn't had the experience. But from that experience, I learned a lot that I've now taken into my other businesses. And it's happened with everything that I, uh, you know, I'm happy to use the word failed because I think failures are just lessons. Mm-hmm. But the important point here is that I took action and did stuff. And I don't think. I think a lot of people are afraid to take steps forward in case they end up being a step backwards. And I think we need those steps back to propel us forward faster. And I see it in the studio world, you know, and a, and a lot of business owners as well, you know, they're, they're not taking action. They're, they're too afraid at what the outcome is going to be. We're always going to receive an outcome, whether it's the desired outcome or not. We, we don't know, but it's getting in there and just testing things and measuring them and learning. And I, I truly believe that's what's got me to where, you know, where I am today. Absolutely. Action is, is a huge thing. I see so many people dipping their toe in the water and then saying it didn't work. And I'm like, but how, how do you know that it didn't work? Because you didn't actually go all in. And mm. if you don't go all in, you don't actually get the, the feedback that you require to be able to then take that learning into whatever the next thing is. Yeah. You, you know, you're exactly, you're exactly right. And there's a lot of wannabe, you know, Want to be business owners, want to be entrepreneurs out there who, uh, you know, don't have the hustle and the grit and they get in there and try it and fail and, you know, live off ramen noodles or whatever it is. (laughs) And I mean, that, that, that stuff is all real. I mean, if you want it that bad, you know, you, you've got to make some sacrifices. But again, I always come back to like, what's the worst case scenario? And generally it's not bad. No, it's not, it's not that bad. We're not on the street in a cardboard box. Generally, that's not the worst case scenario for most people who would be listening to this podcast. Absolutely. So for the people that are out there and they're feeling really afraid to put themselves out there full on, you know, the people that might be just dipping their toe in the water and, you know, there's a little thing in their head going, oh, wow, that's me. What could you say to them about the the fear that you feel? that you feel when you are putting yourself out there like how how can you help them to understand that making that step out into the world is what really does need to happen yeah I think look I think it's getting back to what you actually want is the first thing and it's a really simple question but I think it's a really difficult question to answer and if you write down on a piece of paper what do I want in my life question mark and like go for it you know like what is it that you actually want 
And the important thing here is not to be influenced by what other people think you should be doing with your life. Because I think we get in that trap as well of, you know, listening to those around us, whether it's friends, family, you know, business owners, colleagues, if you're still at a job and you want to kind of escape that. And so what is it that you want? Not what everyone else is projecting success to be. That That is such an important thing. And it's something that I struggle with for a long time because, you know, you see people online, you know, doing this and doing that and they're, you know, they've got these great lives and they're on their boat with their laptops and whatever. And it's like, well, what do I actually, I want to create. I want to travel. I want freedom. And so it's getting really specific about what you want. That's the first thing. And the second thing though, is you then need to gain some clarity around the idea. So if we're talking about fear around starting a business or fear around going into a new niche or niching down, I was very, very fearful two years ago, or just under two years ago, when I purely, I decided purely to focus on dance studios. I was working with business owners in lots of different service based areas on how to market their business. And my online program for dance studios kicked off and it was doing really well. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just focus on these guys for a year. And I was afraid that I was going to be pigeonholed as the dance studio guy. I mean, I was really scared. And because I thought, what happened if there wasn't enough dance studios out there? What happens if it runs, you know, people don't keep buying the program? How am I going to make money? Then how am I going to transition out of that? So I literally created all these stories in my head and I was like, you know what? It's a year and I was talking to one of my mentors and they were like, you've got to do this. Give yourself 12 months to build this business, see what the market's like. You'll continue making money. If you have to move back home, you have to move back home. And so I did it. And that, that was probably the last time that I've felt that type of fear. That's awesome. So you just went out and did it and, and yep. said to yourself exactly like, what is the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, I did it. And, you know, we tried a lot of things last year that worked, that didn't work. And again, it's, you know, I always come back to like testing different things, but don't, you know, don't jump around. You know, I see so many people at the moment who like you're doing a gazillion things. Mm. And I think that's bad to kind of figure out where you, where you want to be. You know, I've got a friend that's, you know, an amazing best friend that, you know, has an IT background and he would recognize that, you know what, IT is not fulfilling for me. And he's, you know, been doing some study in Reiki and energy therapy kind of healing things. And, you know, he's driving Uber to make some money and he's a lot happier, you know, because he's working towards something, but he's figured out a way to make it work. And so I would say that that's a really, you know, I think that's a great lesson is, you know, if you're in a job you don't like or uh, you want to make a pivot, I mean, there's always ways for you to, you know, get a part-time job or, you know, work a couple of days a week somewhere and kind of really kind of push through that and just take action and move forward. And there's the magic word again, action. It just keeps coming up. I think there might be some gold right there. (laughs) It always is is with me because I I just get, and I have no patience for people that talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about something and they never do it. You know, it's like those friends that like talk and talk and talk about how they hate their job. And I'm so like, you're so lucky you run your own business, (laughs) you know, but they'll never they'll never take, they never take the action to change their situation. And that applies to relationships. It applies to where we live. It applies to everything in life. We can sit there, complain and whinge about it, or we can actually do something to change our situation. I mean, we have the power to do that. Absolutely. I call those people the gunners because, you know, they're always going to do this and going to do that, but they never actually 
do it. Yeah. Yeah. Move away from the gunners. They're not good for your headspace. No, and lots of people hang around them because they, they kind of just have, you know, they all get together and they all talk about how horrible their jobs are and how much they hate their partners and, you know, and they kind of get in this little party of misery. Yeah, no wonder we have so much fun when we have dinner together because we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, and that's the thing, like you've got you've to surround yourself with people that are, my belief is that are doing amazing things that inspire you, that support you that nurture you, that challenge you. I mean, and that is hard to find. It's taken me a long time to find great people like that. But it is so important for your growth if you want to get ahead in in any aspect of your life. Yeah, so just touching on that very quickly because you said something that I don't hear many people saying and I really appreciate hearing it coming from you was that you hang around people that support you and inspire you. But the other word you used was challenge. And Mm. A lot of people don't like to be challenged Um, and sometimes it can feel a little bit uncomfortable inside but that's where the growth comes from and having that, you know, your inner circle or the people that you're with who do challenge you to be the best you can be is extremely valuable. Yeah, look, it's an an interesting one and it's it's never entirely easy to hear but I think it's important. I've only got like a handful of friends that will really say, hey, I noticed this and, you know, why would you do that? And uh, which I really appreciate, but I'm, I'm exactly the same, you know, is I will say, hey, like, you know, I've got a friend um, at the moment and I'll like text her and say, you know, what have you worked on today? You know, like we, we kind of kind of keep each other accountable. And I'll say, well, you know, you text me and you said, you you know, you left work at three. Like, what? why did you leave early? Like, so sometimes like it's quite, it's quite full on. But, you know, that, that same friend, we sit down and we work out our 90 day goals to each other and we keep each other accountable on that sort of stuff as well. So I think, you know, finding people that can take you higher and keep you accountable to what you want to achieve is so important. Yeah, perfect. All right, so let's change gears a tiny bit. Sure. Okay, so there's many parts, or I believe there's many working parts to building a personal brand, which is what you need to become to be more influential, um, you know, to get your message out to more people. So if you were to choose the three things which had the greatest impact in the growth of your personal brand, what, what would they be? Nailing Facebook ads mm-hmm. be one of them because I think in terms of, you know, when I look back 18 months ago, I was not known in the USA. Like no one, no probably dance studio would have known who I was. And we fast forward and, you know, we have a list of over 12,000 dance studios. Most of them, you know, over 60% of them are in the US. I'm speaking at, you know, 10 events across summer in the UK and the US for dance studio owners. And what has built, I guess, accelerated that process of people knowing about me is a lot of, you know, Facebook ads, which are leading to, you know, webinars, trainings. We write a lot of content. We have a podcast as well. And so excellent content marketing, giving people value, but also then leveraging those assets and showcasing them through, you know, a platform like Facebook uh, Mm -hmm. through advertising, which is where our audience is. Totally. So for you, it's been about adding value or um, helping the people that need your message to help them understand, wow, I really need this guy. He can solve my problem. Yeah, and and not just, you know, and, and just providing them with information where they go, you know, reading a blog post and saying, great, I can take that away and I can apply it. You know, I, I'm not just someone that gives a lot of what and 
um, why. I, I do a lot of how as well. I, I tell people, here is a strategy around retention. This, these are the steps that you need to follow. Because I think it, you know, at some point, you know, they'll remember that article or that podcast interview that they listened to and they might need some more help. And that's when they might reach out and join our association or our, our 12-week online program or my mastermind program. And so, so that's why I do it, to add value, to, you know, give them some tips to help improve their business. And then if they want some more help, you know, we've got products and services that they can purchase to help them even further. Perfect. So if there was one piece of advice that you wish someone had shared with you at the beginning of your business journey that, that you've, learned, you've had to learn over the course of time, what would that be? Look, I think the I think the biggest thing that I still that I'm I'm cautious of and I think about every day is that follow your true north. Like have absolute clarity as much as you can at that point in your life of where you want to go and what you want to be doing because you know, social media, you know, is a highlight reel of mm-hmm. everyone's life. And I think as we spend more time on Instagram and our phones and you know, our laptops and our devices and less time actually connecting face-to-face, we have a really warped view of what happiness and success looks like because we're getting projections from everyone else and it's all slightly fabricated and manufactured. So I would say just always get clear around like what you want to do, what you want to achieve, the people that you want to have in your life and follow, you know, just follow that, like stay on course as much as possible and Stop looking sideways at everything. Perfect. So find your happy place, get your pen and paper out yeah. and really just, I do it down at the beach. The beach is my happy place. Just sitting there, just focusing out on, you know, and focusing inward, what is it that I really want? And I totally agree with you about Facebook being a highlight reel. Stop trying to copy other people or think that you want what they want and just really focus on what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Focus, focus on what you want and, and go for it. And along the way, you know, bring on mentors, you know, become part of a mastermind group, you know, pay, you know, which is what I've done for a long time now, pay amazing people to support you and help you through that journey if they're not in your immediate friendship circle, which most of the time they're not. And so, you know, have those great people so that you can move yourself forward faster and get through those challenging times quicker as well. Perfect. Clint, Thanks so much for sharing all of your gold with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure as always to chat with you. Oh, yeah. What's the very best way for my listeners to stay connected with you? Oh, look, they can, you know, I'm on social media so you can check out my highlights reel through Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) That's all, Instagram. Um, You can go to the Dance Studio Owners Association.com to find out more about what we do uh, right there. Beautiful. Thanks so much. We'll put all the links in our show notes over at theaccelerantgroup.com. Now get out there, guys. It's your time to shine. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unlimited Influence Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at theaccelerantgroup.com. It's your time to shine.